Hey, what's up? My name is Jason. I'm the pastor of Church in the Wild. Thank you for joining us in the wild, where we have sermons, conversations, interests, all the things that make us who we are. Thanks for jumping on here. You matter. My name's Jason. I get to be the pastor here. Thank you for choosing to worship with us tonight. My favorite service of the year. Uh, I love the candlelight service. It is just There's just something about it. There's something peaceful. There's something calm. There's something that gives us hope that's found when we light a candle. I think that it has to do with Jesus being the light of the world. And when we light a candle, it reminds us that he is our light. Do you uh, you like Christmas stories? Do you guys like Christmas stories? Okay, good, good. I'm not alone. I am a huge fan of Christmas stories. And I wanted to actually tell you a couple. I'm going to read some verses before we do, though. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. And it starts in verse 8. There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. They were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and good will towards men. One of my favorite things about Christmas stories is also one of my favorite things about Christmas. Christmas is the one time of year where it's okay to look backwards. Like we, don't want, we don't recommend living our life looking backwards because that's not the direction you're going, right? You don't want to spend your life obsessed with how things used to be. But sometimes when you turn around and look back on purpose, it gives you hope. It fills you with hope. It inspires you with hope. And that sometimes is a Christmas is a perfect time for that. And that's what I love about these stories. So one of my favorite stories is how we decided to celebrate Christmas on December 25th. Um, the early church, way before the 12th century, decided to celebrate it on the, on the 25th because they believed that Jesus was conceived on March 25th. So they believed that he had to have been born on December 25th. The reason they believed, uh, the apostles believed that he was conceived on, on March 25th was because that was the day they believed that he died. So they believed he lived exactly 33 years because 33 is a number of perfection in the Bible. So they believed that he lived the perfect amount of time that God intended for him to live on this earth. So they celebrated on December 25th. I think that's a great story, and I love that. It got changed in the 12th century. The uh, Catholic Church split into different branches, and one of the Catholic churches decided to uh, come up with the idea that December 25th was a pagan holiday, and we stole it from the pagan holiday, and they pushed that idea. But up until then, it was always celebrated on December 25th. Um, Another one that I love is how we decided to do this. How churches decided to do this, to have a candlelight service. So there's this crazy thing that I think looking back at gives us hope to look forward to, and that is, in 1918, there was this flu going around. There was this huge virus that was just destroying lives. Now until 1918, America celebrated Christmas in a really different way. They celebrated it by gathering in the streets 
And they would all gather in the streets in the town square and they would bring gifts for each other and people would just give gifts and it was these huge events. But in 1918, we were in a war. We were in World War I and our soldiers were overseas and they were not able to be home. So people weren't really that interested in celebrating without their kids. There was also uh, an economic just downturn because of the war and because of this flu virus that was going around. And then America said, hey, we cannot have cities gathering together or we're going to spread this flu virus. So churches said, okay, then we'll gather together. And we'll light candles for our soldiers who are overseas. And we'll allow you to gather in our church. And church candlelight services in America began in the middle of a pandemic in 1918. Looking back motivates us and gives us hope looking forward. One more story, and then we're going to do the candlelight section, and then I'll finish the sermon. But this last story comes from 1914. It comes from enemies who were facing off against each other in the same war. On one side was, this, was the Germans, and on the other side was the Allies. They were bitter enemies. They hated each other. They had been killing each other for a while. But on Christmas Day, one of the soldiers decided to play a song that we're going to sing in just a minute. It's called Silent Night. He started playing it on his instrument. And one of the allies heard it. And so one of the allies started to sing Silent Night. And when both sides heard the, the other side, they began to sing with each other. And they declared a truce. This is a true story. They stood up out of their trenches. They met in the middle. They sang Silent Night. They played soccer. They exchanged gifts. And then they said, okay. We're going to go back to fighting our war. They established truce all because of Silent Night. I love that story because here's what that story reminds me of. It reminds me that those men realized that it's okay to have hope. It's okay to believe that in a world that might right now tell you not to believe or might tell you not to have hope, these bitter enemies trusted each other and believed in each other enough to get out of their trenches, go into the middle of a war zone and sing Silent Night with each other. And in the middle of a war, there was seven minutes of hope and seven minutes of faith, seven minutes where it was okay to believe again. Hi, baby. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I, I love those songs. The songs have special meaning. Um, I think, you know, we think of Silent Night and the, the importance of having a silent night because silent nights lead to holy nights. And sometimes we need to, in the midst of chaos, that is the Christmas season. I was talking with a couple other married couples and about how we still have a lot to get done. And um, sometimes in the chaos, we can forget. Sometimes in the midst of countless TV specials, we can forget. Sometimes in the midst of all that's going on, we can forget about the power of, of just silence and the power of just being still. The angel said, Behold to the shepherds. The word behold means stand still and be in awe. And the significance of that word is that if you don't stand still, you will miss out on what you should be in awe of. 
And so sometimes we need to just remember to be silent. But I love that song, Little Town of Bethlehem. There's so much significance in that. It's called the little town of Bethlehem because in Micah, in the Old Testament, one of the prophets said it's almost too small. The other clans, the other tribes consider it to be too small. They overlook it. But yet hope is going to burst forth out of Bethlehem. We think of Christmas. Christmas is hope bursting forth. It is light exploding it is faith erupting in our hearts. And Christmas reminds us that it's okay to have hope. Christmas reminds us that it's okay to believe again. Christmas reminds us that it's okay to have faith. And sometimes in a world, in a year that just seems to tell us you should have no faith, you should have no hope, in a, in a year that seems to push us down and down and down, we take a moment... And we gather together and say, no, 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 it's okay to believe again. That's what the nativity does. The nativity, the manger reminds us it's okay to believe. I was reading a little bit about mangers. They believe now that Jesus was probably born in a, a, a rock type of a manger. And that was what was typically the mangers in that area. What was fascinating about that is the priests, the Old Testament priests, when they had to have a spotless, perfect lamb, when they, when they had that lamb be born, they would place it in a manger that was made out of rock. So it would keep it safe and pure. And they believe that Jesus, when he was born, was placed in a similar one. And it is hope that erupts in us when we look back. Looking back gives us hope about looking forward. Christmas is really, I know we got, we got all kinds of young people here, and man, my daughter's fired up about Christmas presents. But the greatest present ever given was presents. It was God in the flesh. He wrapped himself in flesh. He clothed himself in life. And came, the creator came and gave us his physical presence. Which is something that we can be thankful for and something that should also challenge us. We should be challenged by the idea that we need to be present this holiday season. But we can be thankful for the presence of our Savior. Presence gives us hope. I was thinking about this year. And I was... I was just thinking back over this year and the presence of Christ in the midst of what was the hardest year for me. We just started this church. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> we had no idea what we were doing. I was getting coffee with Dustin. Dustin was just telling me like, hey, dude, me and my wife, we're going to have a baby. I was so excited. And I got a text from someone. Hey, are you guys shutting down this Sunday? Because Ohio's going to be closed. And I was like, wait, what? Why are we closing? And I went from being super excited hanging out with Dustin at Roosevelt to just like, well, now I got to figure out how to run an online service and I have no idea how to do that. And we just, we had this crazy year. But if you look back at it, God was with us every step of the way. God has been with you every step of the way. And looking back at the presence of God should inspire you and give you hope that he will be with you in the steps to come. 
If God was with you this year, he'll be with you next year. His presence is the greatest present. He is with us. We celebrate Christmas because our Savior, who spoke universes, he breathed mountains into place, he spoke oceans, he hung lights in space, wrapped himself in flesh and bone, and came to physically be present with us. And when he ascended back into heaven, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send to you the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whose presence is with you in this moment. And who promises to never leave you and never forsake you. Looking back at that gives us hope looking forward. But not only the presence of God, the presence of each other. I was thinking about the presence of our church. And just the presence of some of you. And how much it gives me hope looking forward and moving forward. We, were, we went to uh, Stowe Mission with young adults. Are you kidding me? Young adults? The world tells you, oh, young adults, they're too selfish. They don't care about anybody else. And I watched young adults arrive before me to serve food, to serve gifts. They brought gifts with them. And they walked people around. And that gave me hope for the future. The future has hope because of the presence I watched college-age girls who are not supposed to care about anybody else. That's what culture tells us. Walk around and hand out coffee to people around them. I watched college-age boys who are supposed to be selfish. And they're supposed to only care about themselves. Serve tirelessly giving food and giving things out. I think about our mom's group, wildlife group, who brought food to victims of trafficking. They, they brought food to them and changed their life and said, we, we're here for you. We're helping you. The, the leader of one of these organizations reached out to us this week and sent us an email. He was like, you guys are amazing. Thank you. That is the presence of a church that gives us hope for the future. I think about a family just recently. We baptized a young boy, and a family very anonymously said, hey, whatever that kid wants for Christmas, he's getting. And they brought him an entire Christmas. I think of one of our groups that brought another family an entire Christmas. And people outside of that heard about it, so they brought stuff to come along with that. And that gives me hope because of the presence of other believers. It's okay to believe again, church. It's okay to dream. It's okay to believe. It's okay to have hope. It's okay to have faith. God is with you, and we are in this together. So we have hope. We have light in our hands that reminds us that there is hope because we are in this together. That is what the Christmas season is all about. It's all about presence. Not pretty wrapping paper, not, not things tied up in strings, but the presence of each other. If you're sitting with someone tonight, you are blessed and should have hope. Because of the presence of them. If you have a family tonight, you have hope. If you have friends, you have hope. If you have a church, you have hope. And most importantly of all, if you have Jesus, you have hope. There is hope. There is hope for next year. 
There's hope right now. Don't stop dreaming. Don't stop believing. And don't lose your faith. God is with you. He came to be physically present. And we are with you in this moment. We are in this together. That's why I'm, I was so determined to have this service. Because I want us to gather together and inspire hope in each other. A chaotic and a COVID-filled, confused world needs a consistent church right now. They need us because we bring hope when we gather together. Just like in 1918, looking back inspires us to look forward. When they couldn't have the annual celebrations out in the streets and when soldiers were overseas and finances were down, the churches said, let's gather together and let's light candles for those soldiers who are gone and let's share hope with each other. We get to do that today. So I'm going to ask you one more time to stand to your feet. We're going to pray. We're going to sing Silent Night again together, acapella. It's just going to be, we're not, I'm not a trained professional, okay, so don't judge me. Curtis and Lori and Anata do way better, but I'm going to do my best. We're going to sing together. Now think about the words. Think about the presence of our Savior. God is with you in this moment. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst. He's with us. And we have hope because of Him. And because we have each other. So I'm going to ask you while we pray, you can either grab the hand of someone you love. You're single. This is your time to shine. All right. Like, hey, what's up, girl? Right. That's your, that's your opportunity. If you're married, hold, hold the hand of someone you love. If you don't feel comfortable with that because of everything going on, hey, you can always pray like this so you can raise your hands. But I'm going to encourage you while we pray to either hold hands with someone or raise your hands or somehow pray and remind yourself. That it's okay to believe again. I don't know who gave up hope. I don't know who stopped believing. I don't know who quit dreaming or quit hoping for the future. But it's okay to believe. It's okay to dream again. It's okay to have faith and hope. Let them erupt in your heart while we pray. Dream big dreams because you have a big God. Have big faith for a big God. He's with you. He's with you. He is for you. Heavenly Father, God, you are good. You are righteous. You are holy. You are just. You are merciful. You are powerful. You are our Savior. You came to be present with us.